0: So, so, hey nerds, nerds and everyone, it's weird with me doing this instead of Sammy. So, hey everyone, welcome to the Nerdy Up North podcast, the nerdy podcast uh, hosted by Northern Nerds. I'm one of your hosts, Paul, and the other host is busy working today, so haha. Uh, so, we are joined by uh, three other nerds, though, that are well known and well versed in the Nerd Up North community. We have uh, a, a podcast regular, shall we say, now, like say, a part of the team the lovely jessica and we have daddy discord himself the deviant the the rogue uh, icon who basically melts the hearts of many nerd boys out there and like i said men want to be him women want to have him especially if you're called uh, little <laughs> jess um <laughs> there's the look there and we have the number one fan she's got it uh there so far i can't take it away from her just yet beth who has basically watched every single stream everything that we've done for the last year we can't get fucking rid of her so yes (laughs) so say hi guys (laughs) hi Hi, everyone yes so this episode today it is like a bit of a a midday special we thought we would throw it in just with like say me having a lot of spare time and basically wanting to get a few extra bits of content out there now, we for the last two weeks, we did have a few votes. Last week's vote won, and it was Lee's choice of Demolition Man. This week, we did have another vote, and The Mummy won by a fucking landslide. I don't think any other films got close to it, did it? I, I can't even remember. Um, I wanted The Turtles, which we're doing on Friday. I think that was the closest second, but like I say, it wasn't even in the ballpark there. And I think when we put the advertisement out that we were going to do an episode on the mummy, I've never seen anyone hit my DM so quickly as Jessica. Um, like <laughs> she was in there, like say, saying, "Or oh, I, I need to be on this episode." It wasn't just saying, "Can I be on this episode?" It was, "I I need to be on this episode." It was, um, uh, and it was to the point where I was like, "I can't say no to this. I would be this the ultimate bad guy in the world if I did." But no. So yes, Jessica is joining us due to that, and um like say beth put a request to be on this one last week as well because she wanted to be on the x-men because she is an x-men fan but unfortunately our card was filled for that episode and it was a good episode so go back and watch it if you haven't uh jessica was in that one even though you might not recognize her in that episode she was uh dressed up so putting us all to shame as rogue but yes so um before we start and get into like the nitty gritty of the movie as well, I'll do a Sammy, shall we? How are you guys? How are you today? <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm okay.
0: So it's as awkward as Sammy does it as well. So it's not just Sammy. So it's the question, Sammy, not us. <laughs> <laughs> right. So I'll get the disclaimer out the way because um, Sammy keeps fucking up on this on the on the Sunday night episode. I don't know why. She she wrote this and she's memorized it for so long. Basically, she can't get the words out for some reason. So, everybody, everything discussed today and tonight's—well, today's episode, not tonight's episode—are our opinions and our opinions alone. If you, uh, if you want to discuss any topic from tonight's uh, or today's episode, that's going to throw us. Please come join our uh, Facebook group, and you can have an open discussion. We do have a Discord as well, but they are full of—it's just all talk about sex stuff and weird, weird creatures there. Um. What we won't have is anyone coming for us and telling us our opinions are wrong. We can agree to disagree in fandoms and let's keep it fun, keep it kind and keep the toxic behaviour out of nerdism there. So, yes. So, Lee's looking at us all disgruntled because I've, 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 I've <laughs> dishonoured the Discord already as well. So No,
2: you were perfectly correct about them. <laughs> yes, the deviants. There. Most of the sex talks, just to me and Goodwill, to be fair.
0: It does get uncomfortable at times, I'm I'm not going (laughs) to lie. It's like, how far are these guys going to take it until they actually get a room? And we know when you get Goodwill in a room, he can be quite frisky as well. So it's always to be uh, wary of. I think Sam will be offended if you get on the necklace before him. Because I know he's got... uh, Before her, sorry. Uh, Because he's got me and Jake on there. There's always space for another, but yes. So, the mummy. So why... Did you guys want to come on this episode for The Mummy? So we'll start with Jessica first there.
3: Uh, one of the all-time greatest movies.
0: Right. There's That's a bold a statement single, to start with.
3: One <laughs> moment in this film is just perfect from start to finish. It gives you everything. Um,
0: mm-hmm.
3: I think it, like, it makes everyone question the sexuality. Like every character, you probably would. You probably <laughs> would.
0: And, and in and many people's dreams, the probably have as well. So uh, I do agree there. It is this. I always build this as the sexiest movie from the nineties that has a PG rating. Um, the, the one before this was probably "Cruel Intentions," but I think that was a fifteen, not a PG. I don't know. I could be wrong there. Uh, like I say, but Peter, "but Cruel Intentions" has got different for different reasons and all all the right reasons as well, though. But yes, I agree with the mummy. It was a bit of a a landmark, shall we say, when it first came out. It, it wasn't expected what we got like a lot of at the time unknown actors shall we say were in this uh, and after this movie came out they became very well known uh, after this it was kind of the making of a lot of for people's careers and um, what about you lee what do you why what draw you towards the the mummy and was it ben- brendan fraser being all indiana jones-esque
2: um i mean brendan fraser's amazing in it but mm. this is a perfect film it's mm-hmm. it's just got everything It's it's got action adventure it has no stupid 3d scorpion versions of the rock it's got comedy it's got horror and most importantly it's got no 3d cgi stupid versions of the scorpion rock
0: so you've got problems with the rock in this i take it well the, ro- <laughs> the rock was in the same yes which we'll we'll talk about a little bit later on there so so you
2: you but no, the you, first film was perfect
0: So that's two people now described it as the perfect movie. So that's interesting as well, because let's be honest, there was no perfect movies in the nineties. Because all the the only perfect movies that was ever made was the Goonies, and you're all wrong. But yes, um, so Beth, what drew you towards this movie?
1: Again, I I love it. It, Mm -hmm. Like Jess and Lee were saying, it is a perfect movie. But I love mythology, and, and Egyptian mythology was stage of my life mm-hmm. where it was like a hobby i was right. obsessive over it okay. still I am mm-hmm. and i
0: just so when it comes to the mythology part part of it as well because like I'd, I'll, I'll be honest like the, probably my mythology stops and ends at agatha uh agatha christie or was it uh, hercules pro sorry um like I say when he's investigating the death on the nile and stuff like that but was the mythology on point or was it close or did it Did it stray too far away from the myths and legends that were like of the Theros?
1: I I think a a bit, bit of both. Mm -hmm. I think it needed a bit more of the mythology in it. Right, but it was still good.
0: Right. Okay. So it it strayed away from the actual facts and and like say the legends and just brought give us a bit of tits and ass as well at the same time. Missed
2: quite a lot of um facts from Egyptian history. Like yes. the, there's not one book of the dead. Like books, books didn't exist until the Roman Empire, right? Um, it was all just papyrus scrolls, mm-hmm. and rich people used to buy something called the Book of the Dead, which had spells. I say spells; it's basically just guide on a journey into the afterlife, right? And like gives you names of people that you're going to meet and how to get past them, mm-hmm. um, like the weighing of the heart and people guarding doors. Like, yeah, it, mm-hmm. it's. But th- there's about, there's hundreds of uh, books of the dead. Right. There's one in the London uh, British Museum.
0: Have you been trying to resurrect some mummies now, Lee? That's why you like to say become <laughs> no, an no. officiado <laughs> on the book of the dead. But um, but can you really class it as a book? Though I know, like I said, open pages and stuff, but it was more it wasn't made of paper. That in the in the movie, it was more I don't know what, what kind of what you say? it. It was a different type of material. It's kind
3: it's of it's in the film i think it's meant to be like a form of like slate mm-hmm. it's definitely like, stone. i mean how easily the old carry is a little bit strange because it clearly would have weighed an absolute pun yes. um by the way that it works um and i guess when they bring it in the <laughs> living it's made out of gold so. yes
2: <laughs> uh, that's always There's the no end. way they could have been running with that <laughs>
0: <laughs> i don't know but brendan fraser was kind of amped up there he could have lifted anything at that time But yes um mm-hmm. The look and the feel of this movie was head and shoulders anything that we had at the time. I know uh, this was late nineties. It was nineteen ninety nine, I believe this got released. Um, mm-hmm. When it first released, I'll be honest, I didn't see it at the pictures. I waited. Uh, I think I saw it on uh, like DVD or even like might have been a, like a Sky release uh, for the movie to come out. Because I when I think when the trailers came hit, I wasn't that excited about it because there's been a lot of like field action movies where action stars have tried to come in and 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 do certain things and um and it wasn't billed as the classic universal horrors one as well that always surprised me because when you look at like all the ones that are trying to remake now and the amazing effort they tried with tom cruise sorry i can't get straight face the tom cruise effort uh they tried to reboot the money the like the dark universe that we got that we almost got I'm um, i'm surprised it didn't do more with the universal horror side of this when it first came out it just steered as the mummy and they didn't really go off track too much with it
3: it nearly happened from stephen summers i think when he did the first film this was the aspect he was gonna go on to do the dark universe mm-hmm. first movie comes out to huge success The due because no we don't want anything else we want sequels give us more Mm -hmm. recreate what he did with his first Mm -hmm. movie. I mean, later on, he did go on and do Van Helsing. Mm -hmm. That's a Stephen Summers as well. So it's clearly from Stephen Summers, a huge love of trying to reignite Universal Monsters. I think... not the right time. I don't think any... Mm -hmm. that's... when people watch The Mummy, I don't think they went into it and well, I want to see Frankenstein next. Because I just want to see more Brendan Fraser. I want to see more of the cast back doing this again.
0: I could see though Brendan Fraser being like the focal point almost like the Van Helsing type role in the universe if, the, if they wanted to go down that route um, the sequel wasn't bad it just wasn't the mummy shall we say, well it was the mummy, it was pretty much the exact same film just d- told in a different, slightly different way, the relationships have moved on but it was basically the reintelling of the same movie again, um, just with uh, Knock Moon type thing. I hope I said it right. Um, uh, point of view, but I would have probably preferred to see that aspect again. Personally, it would have more well, thing like maybe not go to like the big ones, like stay like the mummy as a kid wasn't one of the big horror ones that you would always gravitate towards, towards. It would always be Frankenstein, Dracula, Wolfman. So if they done almost like an Avengers, I know we talked about the Avengers again on the last episode on the X Men, like approach, like say, starting with the mummy moving on to say like maybe like Brendan Fraser's on a boat going down the Amazon and comes across this fish-like person that again could have been quite interesting where Evie is getting uh, abducted and stolen by the creature of the Black Lagoon again it writes itself it's it it it, it makes that universe and makes you want to see it a little bit more and, like it makes you a little bit good that we didn't get that aspect to it as well but we got what we got we got Um, three sequels and a prequel Um, The Mummy 3 wasn't a choice uh, having Jet Li as (laughs) The Mummy uh, out there uh, didn't quite like it, I did like The Mummy 2 with the kids aspect, I thought that was quite fun, normally I don't like kids in movies Uh, The Scorpion King well, it set us on the path with The Rock shall we say, it it was a starting point, that's probably the best I can state with that movie Um, but this one as close to perfect as you could get as entertainment wise it did have all the different elements and aspects that you kind of want from an action movie with elements of horror in there i know we had a little bit of a debate where lee just went nope this is not a horror movie It, it 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 is in, in it essence, elements. <laughs> but if you look at the scary though, like Emotep itself, when he, he's going through the transformation and he's taking all the parts of the Americans, like the eyes, the tongue, and then like just leaving the shell of the body and stuff, that is fucking nightmare fuel for any kid. I don't care how old you are.
2: I don't think it actually shows you the process in the first film, does it? I think the first time you see him <laughs> draining someone's life out of them is in the second one in the train cart. that's
3: the thing you don't see in the first one is the after effects you see Mm. one guy in a shadow Mm -hmm. um on the wall as he's raised him up but the Mm. rest of them it is just after he's done it you'll see what what exactly he did these little shriveled bodies left over But isn't that the? It
2: still works without seeing it. Like you're still like, oh my shit.
0: (laughs) But but isn't it the Michael Myers effect as well? It's the stuff that you don't see or the thing that you can imagine that makes like things worse. Like if you don't tell us why Michael Myers is evil, you you your thought process is trying to work out why he's evil and like why does the things he does, and that's more scarier than actually seeing the fact that I don't think he's that evil. What Mike Myers? no 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 uh, Imhotep oh Imhotep uh, uh, oh Imhotep's, Facebook, just a, Imhotep's just horny you kind of keep it in on, his on the Facebook
2: the other day you put a post on about who's the most misunderstood villain right and I can't remember who I commented but after watching this again mm-hmm. Imhotep's my choice for the most misunderstood film
4: right
2: that guy it, it if, if you see it from his point of view it's just a romance mm-hmm. story really he's trying to get his girlfriend
3: back mm-hmm. um like the weirdest bit of I was having a look at people's theories and trivias to do with mm-hmm. the film, and the weirdest one of all the the like theorizations I've seen in the sense of Imhotep just being horny.
4: Yep.
3: <laughs> never considered this before. You know when he goes to kiss um, Evelyn when she's in the bed and his face starts to like come apart, and it's the only time you really see it happen.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: And someone's theory was it was like it's not fully recreated yet. Mm -hmm. He has a limited amount of skin to cover himself. (laughs) we has
0: got his face. I know where she's going here.
3: Where was he pulling the skin from? Um,
0: What (laughs) area of his body was growing to need skin? (laughs) Lee, do you want to answer this question? I'll pass. (laughs) Jessica's got this one. (laughs) (laughs) To be fair though, if he lost that much of the he must have had a decent size. So we'll give him his Jews. And you wonder, uh like I say, Noxima Moon uh went went to the dark side for him, so mm.
4: <laughs>
0: but I just thought like, like all the way through this movie, like say the looks and like the actual feel of the movie is is amazing. Like the start where they're in the temple and Naxama and Moon walks in and it's just absolutely beautiful and she's just like literally perfection walking through that door and how they tell the story like doing the like the voiceover narrative of saying um like oh how the no one's allowed to touch her and the way they find out she's been touched because her paints on her arms being smudged and stuff um i didn't quite get the golden guards things i always thought that was a bit bizarre like why would you because paint yourself gold for a, a human being um uh, to worship just doesn't didn't always appeal to us but i, I think the,
3: there might be a sense in that in the same thing as an office in a moon that it was a celibacy thing again for them if their paint was smudged it it showed it they had done
0: but wasn't like if you were celibate as a a, a man them days then they just uh castrate you type thing They just, just to chop off the bits so you, you i couldn't... reckon
3: they were probably like very unsullied in the way yes um <laughs>
0: <laughs> so who was your favorite like i know we're going to get the probably a lot of same answers here but who was your favorite characters in the in the mummy we'll let someone else go first
3: no. <laughs> come on beth okay we, I, all, I, I we, did, like, I we all know
0: your mom's favorite because she said Fraser fraser's very shaggable just before we went online so hi yes. Beth, mom so yes <laughs> <I'm definitely laughs> yes hopefully you're watching in as well so <laughs> But yes, so Beth, who is your favourite? Evelyn. Evelyn.
1: Okay. Mm-hmm.
0: So explain why. Because I've got reasons why I like Evelyn, but it probably it's different from yours. Or might be the same.
1: <laughs> I think it's because for me, she was like an original nerd, nerd girl.
4: Right. Yeah.
1: And she didn't get that much attention because she knew her stuff. And mm-hmm. with her being a woman,
0: mm-hmm.
1: she got bombed off. A woman should know this.
0: Yeah. Like stay stay in the library. Don't leave the library. You're not allowed to go on excursions and stuff like that, or you're wrong and stuff like that.
3: Yeah.
0: Oh, interesting. Take
3: that, Benbridge Scholars.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, seeing Evelyn pissed was one of the funniest thing, and like see mm-hmm. her getting like all arsey and like defensive and stuff. Then I'm gonna kiss you. Then fall asleep. I thought like see at that point she was gonna throw up. That would have been my like say type of humor. I would have probably stuck her to. But the fact that she just passed out was quite sweet, and Brendan Fraser looked after, her, and that, that little button romance did blossom. It was it's one of those on screen romances as well where you wish it was real and you wanted it to go on after the screen because you, you could see them two end up being all happy and living a happily ever, ever after as well. Um, what about you, uh, Lee? What was your favorite character?
2: Um, probably Audible. Right. Um, fair just. He's probably like the greatest hero of this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I know Rick does finish the job, but he doesn't really put much effort into it. Mm-hmm. Like, like, the final fight to take his soul away, and it's just oh, stab, it's over. But Ardith, like sacrifices himself basically, mm-hmm. and he was originally supposed to die. All right, but um i don't know if it was the director or something it was like we can't kill him he's mm-hmm. like what a hero it we
3: was has gone along so well he was like i just can't kill you off like, like i like you too much you're going to, have to survive this
0: um... he, he always seems to survive the movies in it he's in it as well i wonder if it is the like ability factor because like in resident evil and stuff like as well he doesn't get killed off in them movies as well does he he, he, he does.
3: Him. He dies in the third film. All right. Um,
0: is that Carlos? I think isn't he?
3: Yeah. He is. he's Carlos Maviera. Um Killed me when they killed him <laughs> off. <laughs> it does. Have... Also, this
2: is this is his first film as well. He really? was only in like two TV specials or something as well before this. All right. So, wow! Like he really pulled this off.
0: Mm. Lee dropping and... the facts on us now.
2: My God, what hair! It is magnificent. As a man that
0: is very fo- uh, follically challenged, yeah. um, like say a lot of the, <laughs> the a lot of the hair in this film is very jealous. I love it um, when you see you get introduced to Brendan Fraser's character when he's in jail, and he's got like the wild man, like almost like a George of the Jungle jungle type look uh, coming out of the uh, the cage, and then like say so you you're meant to think he's this type of uncouth monster and stuff like that. But then, when you see him, um uh, when they're loading up uh to, to go towards and you got um see, uh the, I can't remember the name now the little little uh chubby guys um oh U- 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 that's yeah. the one uh, Him like distracting you for a little bit, and then you just see this god god in. In clothing, walking towards the screen, and like, see, everyone, I think, as well as Evie, just instantly falls in love with Brendan Fraser and just thinks that that is the man that, like, say, could save you in any situation and in any which way you want, as well. And as Jessica said mm-hmm. yesterday, probably would choke her a little bit as well. <laughs> but no, um, mine was, um, not even like the main character in it, uh, it was Benny i absolutely just found him every scene he was in he was absolutely hilarious and he kind of lit up the screen as well he brought that element of just comedy and like like what every little like this type of film needs but he does it in a way that just brought absolute joy like that scene when he's going through all the different religious symbols uh to try and save himself is absolutely hilarious and it just shows you like the intelligence even though he's like a street rat scumbag uh he's Mm -hmm. just as as clever as o'connor uh to basically get the track and get that there but how hilarious he was like in certain things and like some of the best lines in it as well as between benny and o'connor like that whole thing say o'connor we've got all the horses and then O'Connor's re- re- uh, reply is good. Well, Benny, you're on the wrong. You're we're on the, the right side, side of the river. river. And then just to see his face and the reaction when he kicks off and he knows he's got a basically it's got like even though he's got the horses, it's going to put him back to try and get back across the river. Um, and he guys come up and even though like I say he wasn't the nice guy or like the good guy, he was just the, the regular guy who was just trying to get by. But he got his comeuppance because he couldn't leave the gold behind and he got trapped in there as well so that was always a little bit sad but what would you I say you that
3: rick and easy for life because of that because yes. they end up on that camel with all that gold
0: <laughs> see see it wasn't as stupid as he looked mm-hmm. or he made out as well um what like I, said, cause I, like I said going back to the horror element to this movie as well what would you say is the scariest moment in this movie because it does have like a little bit like, quite freaky parts or bits that give you a little bit of a jump Cause there's one bit that does give me like it and probably makes us uncomfortable uh is ahmad Jaleli when uh, the scarab goes on his skin and you see it That's going through his chest and he's trying to get it out um, and, and it's just it makes us itchy just thinking about it
3: i have an amazing bit of trivia about this right oh, if I anyone's think... aware in the film
0: mm-hmm.
3: during that scene uh he exposes himself in the movie all right and once you've seen it you cannot unsee it that it happens <laughs> right so, he was so adamant that to be true to the costuming he should not wear anything under his trousers <laughs> okay. it wouldn't happen.
0: so we've got jessica so
3: rabbit, he's rabbit moment, now. moment where he's pulling the shirt off and he's trying to catch it mm-hmm. when he goes down his leg
4: mm-hmm.
3: it's sort of pops out of his trouser leg and pops back in. Um, and it apparently kept happening on every take and he had to keep telling him like if <laughs> you're exposing yourself. And he's like, but it's true to the costume. <laughs> um, you know what it was I, it, I,
2: found,
3: was I found that out it the other day. Listens. for me. Like Jonathan's when it's going up the arm and he's screaming, mm. it's like whether they gonna get there in time to get it out because you've seen what happens. Yeah that one was quite intense when you watch the first one, you're not aware if everyone's going to make it out at the end would he go out in this awful way yeah just before
0: and you kind of waiting for jonathan to die as well because his character in like all type of movies like like the comedy sidekick the the lovable rogue type thing you know he's like if they're going to kill one of them off he is the one that they would kill off so you think that is going to be um like say the death nail. So you you but I think though why I didn't fall for the like the like the the, the switching bait with it is because we've already seen that death. So if it was a different death, yes I could have seen Jonathan being killed. Um mm. but the fact that we've already seen someone die that way, it, it was always gonna be like especially um with like say O'Connor being there being the macho superhero he is and just pulls out the knife and whips it out and just chops it off. But what were you going to say there, Lee, as well? You were, like, just in mid-thought. Uh, sorry, it was just uh, that, that
2: Omage of Lally scene. scene. Um, I found out that the other day as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, afterwards, I did have to say to Bex, if you go on my computer, just ignore
0: my search history. <laughs> you could imagine the weird thing that I had to type into Google to see that scene. The Omage dick pic from uh, The Mummy. <laughs> Basically, yeah. So that, but I say it goes back. Like, there's probably a there. Well, there is a website that tells you every single naked scene or naked flash in the movie. Like, say history as well. So I have to check to make sure that's on there. Lee, if not, we'll get you to write into with your report. Uh, <laughs> you can be the the nerd correspondent to that website, <laughs> Shall <I say> that? <laughs> But yeah. So what about you guys? Like, what like, I know, me and Jess has mentioned our scariest little moments there. Uh, what about you? What what? moments did you find quite like or or scary in the in the mummy
1: i wasn't i've never been scared of it but the bit that gives me the ache is the scarab beetle i just mm. i don't like knocking on bugs to begin with mm. i just didn't like it
0: yeah made you feel uncomfortable like like yeah i like, couldn't sit down for a little bit afterwards thinking there's something like on your leg might be something on your leg already but we'll knock over there uh <laughs> what about you lee
2: and uh, The Scarab, yeah, that, that scene with Omojulali, that is terrifying.
0: Mm. What about at the start as well, when uh, Imhotep gets put into the the casket, when you see him in the full mummy garb, and you think, oh, that, that looks great. And then the poor, the like the CGI Scarabs. And again, watching it back now, it gives us a lot of questions to think of, like, um, why didn't, the, if the Scarabs were that great at climbing or running around why didn't they just crawl out the pots like if they were that violent and stuff like that and then they got poured into the the casket and they just stayed in there just running over it was it the fewer hunger of eating the flesh of Imhotep and stuff like that well, not I, included
4: in the
3: movie all, there's only a couple of them actually in the casket it's not like when the casket opens, like this big like kind of mound of them falls out. So they must have gotten out mm-hmm. since so they're filling the pyramid.
4: Or would they each other? Um
2: so the what is it? Is it called the homdai or something like that?
0: Yeah, it's like the punishment oh, uh,
2: Yeah. So he's not dead the whole time while he's in that casket. Mm-hmm. Um that part of that is he is living forever by living off those scarabs right. but they also regenerate and eat him so they live forever and it's all part of some spell
4: all right um, mm-hmm.
2: so it's just a circle of life thing so he's just for all eternity eaten and being
0: eaten and um and again i'm going to break your heart here as well because a thing i just don't get and understand for this movie as well um because when you think about it, it makes no sense at all. I know we're talking about the movie mummy, mummy movie, like, come back to the dead and, like, say... But this guy, Imhotep, caused a great... done the worst worst and created uh, the worst thing that could happen at that time. It, like, betrayed his emperor. So what they did, they give him this curse, but as part of the curse, if he was alive, he become the most strongest being ever known to man. Why would you do that to someone who's done something so wrong? Why? Would you, why would you give him that power?
3: Because we needed a plot device to have a movie.
0: <laughs> exactly, <laughs> that that does. But when you like say thought, think about it as a sensual, a sensible bit human being, like this guy is a bad guy. Like we wouldn't do it to like, like uh, like say let's go there. Like we wouldn't do it with Hitler. We wouldn't say oh, Hitler has done the worst atrocities to man let's put him in give him a punishment but part of the punishment is he's a curse and if he's revived he'll come back and be the most powerful monster like part two um so with imhotep doing the same thing that to me just like fried me brain as a young kid i didn't think about it now as an adult i'm watching it back and am like why would you make such a stupid mistake
3: as we about the X Men, why would you send Wolverine every time we
0: need about battle Magneto? It makes <laughs> no sense. <laughs> <laughs> it's because it makes good storytelling and good violence and good, uh, good cinema. I guess, mm-hmm. uh, as Sammy always keeps telling us, movie magic as well. um I know what we talked about like, you said, elements of um like the big, bigger universe that we could have had and stuff like that. Other like big vibes i got from this movie as well and again just watching it back like recently i didn't realize it back in the time um i've got big king kong vibes for some reason like the whole like say going on the like say the paddle boats and like taking something away from like a, a sacred zone and taking it back to like modern like humanity and stuff and like the punishment and the reactions for it um i didn't realize like say like probably all the hot big monster movies or big things have these pipe, like integrations, but i got a lot of king kong vibes from this movie that i wasn't expecting don't know if anyone else thought was, that uh, since yeah.
3: i think it's a the thing they're both set in a very similar time as well You watch mm-hmm. me, uh first one obviously set in the, the early 1920s mm-hmm. so you're hitting the same sort of era how the original king kong was done so you can see quite a lot of similarities in say, how people would travel Mm-hmm. this quest for unearthing the new greatest thing mm-hmm. um, it does kind of have that yeah it's actually I never thought about this but yeah it does um, <laughs> kind of cool okay. I don't think we've had Imhotep like climbing the uh, Empire State Building though
0: <laughs> that would have been interesting though, seeing Imhotep going full but saying that though that could have been like the mummy five like bringing back uh Imhotep to take on Manhattan or something like that Jason like Jason Vaholi style <laughs> Uh, having some <laughs> uh some k- kick punk like, getting in a fist fight with my and then it taking his head off and falling in a, a a garbage pan that would have been uh an interesting take but saying that though jason uh takes manhattan is one of the better friday the 13th movies go and watch that guys uh <laughs> but i didn't think i would be talking about friday the 13th on a mummy episode though but yeah so <laughs> what elements like as you said because i think one of the big factors to this is the likability of the characters, but the rewatchability of this movie as well. that doesn't seem to get boring because a lot of the movies, like if you watched and went back over, is that down to the cast or is it just down to the subject matter? What do you think?
1: Possibly a bit of both. Mm-hmm. Right. Because there are also people who love mm-hmm. um, the mythology side to it and yeah. they will need to watch it.
0: Um, Hello Nova, (laughs) what about you guys,
3: it has has this sort of, you know, the mummy gives me the same feeling as watching Lord of the Rings. It's this comfort.
0: But the mummy's not about walking. (laughs)
3: Technically it is. there's a bit of walking in there um this lovely sort of cozy feeling when you settle into it it's Mm. again why it's the perfect movie the heroes win Mm -hmm. the monster gets taken out yeah defining it really for me the relationship built between rick and evie Mm -hmm. for me it's one of the best on-screen relationships
0: yeah that chemistry is magic (laughs)
3: He's never actually a damsel in distress at any point. She knows exactly what she's doing. She
0: mm-hmm.
3: knows when the time is to accept, go along with, and trust that Rick knows enough to get there in time.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: It's the same thing, it's that Rick never oversteps Evie. You never find him mansplaining.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: Awkwardly like stepping over and holding on to her or anything like that. He has this full adoration and respect that she knows way more than he'll ever know Mm -hmm. and being happy to stand behind her yeah have her stood alongside him Mm -hmm. and that build of that relationship is quite ahead of its time for 1999 like we're still not even getting these relationships now Mm um and it is i think that's the fondness you get it's like there's that perfect relationship that everyone would want the Mm -hmm. duality of two people totally accepting each other for what they are yeah. and wanting to be from each other and be like each other I um a hundred,
0: just, I, 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 yeah i 100 percent agree with you there as well because a lot of people when you look back at the mummy they think brendan fraser and that is like the standout part but raquel white's like I'll, I'll probably i'll never say her name right um she holds her own in this movie and she is like the movie wouldn't be the same if, if like evie wasn't like the evie that we got in this movie as well um the standout part as well is when like the cornered up against um like say against the mountain and um o'connor's just got the gun pointing at them uh no it wasn't the mountain it was uh, outside of the the temple or something when they, they got back to the town and imhotep's like walking towards him he's got his full form back he's basically killed all the americans because all the americans need to die always um but she kinda of takes like the lead and says, No, um, this is what's gonna has to happen for us to get out of this aspect. You know what to do. And she puts that trust in that, but she kinda of, like takes charge. And um as you said, other than a few other standouts like Ripley being one from that time. Females was always the damsel damsels distress, especially in these movies, these type of movies, these action movies as well. Because if you look at them, we had the Indiana Jones movies where we did have strongish female presence, but they were always rescued by Indy. They were always needed, Indiana Jones. Um, again going back to like.
3: Sorry? Women in action movies, they're either the damsel in distress or they, the I need no man. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like, no, there's this lovely one that it's kind of like, I would like a man, but also if I had to, I could hold my own. Um, and it's lovely mm-hmm. in that sense. It's, I think it's a much more relatable character.
0: 100%. And, it's, and it, it felt that natural. All the
3: girls wanted to be Evie. Mm-hmm. And all of us wanted to be seen the way that she was seen in that movie.
0: Yeah. And it felt natural it's as well, I think, in badass, a lot of ways. Like... 100 percent i I feel like it's quite
2: progressive for like women in action movies as well just this movie
0: even though we have had people like ripley (laughs) and remember we've all got to thank jessica uh, jennifer lawrence for giving us uh, these these female (laughs) role models they all stemmed from her but yeah (laughs) sorry um,
2: (laughs) most most, air women v women fights before this that i can even think of it's always hair pulling slapping Mm -hmm. and just a bit of a tussle But um, going into The Mummy Returns, she has some of the best fight scenes out of any of those movies, Mm -hmm. especially when she's fighting a nooks on a moon, Mm -hmm. like in the past and in the future. Mm -hmm. Those are some badass scenes.
4: Mm -hmm.
2: And she did all of her own stunt work as well. All right.
0: I didn't know that. didn't
1: know that. (laughs) is how come did not recognize evie as a reincarnation of nefertiti in the first film how
0: because it didn't happen in the first one <laughs> <I think laughs> he might have had
2: bad eyesight yeah. because the first person that he <laughs> took was uh oh, i can't remember his name but it was the guy who was like my glasses i can't <laughs> see without my glasses oh, no.
0: <laughs> and then he talked so with that and just blurry vision. vision and when he removed his tongue he talked like
4: whoa over. <laughs> i've got my <no> tongue
0: <laughs> yeah that sucks though like i said but yeah i, I think that was just basically we need another plot device to get evie uh more presence in uh the mummy returns and it was kind of yeah. like yeah she's a reincarnation of this person i was like oh you didn't have to do that but yeah again as with sequels I that add stuff that on then. that don't make sense if there was in the original but uh, as as you said Raquel White holds her own with anyone in these movies and I don't think anyone else and again I know you could get like other actresses or actors in this role but I don't think anyone else would have been as fun or as natural as as Jessica put it it it, it was like how a romance or relationship can start like I said initial attraction by seeing each other um she makes reference to oh that kiss wasn't that good uh and clearly it it rang some bells uh there for her as well um but again o'connor does come across as a bit of a rogue but he's never a dick in this as well
2: i feel like uh her not being in the third movie kind of ruined that as well Mm -hmm. because of there wasn't that chemistry between brendan and Mm -hmm. whoever the other woman was don't know. I can't remember. I haven't seen it for that long, and I'm not going to watch it.
0: <laughs> it's your punishment. It's your penance for not knowing. You've got to watch it tonight. Yes.
3: <laughs> There's one character in it that I like because it's it's not on its nose explained. Um, but when you get the character of Jonathan, he mm-hmm. comes off as just obviously kind of that awkward sidekick to the movie
4: mm-hmm.
3: um, and there's not a lot of really history given to who Jonathan is other than he's Evie's kind of
4: mm-hmm.
3: wants to get himself in trouble brother
4: Yeah,
3: but it is it's a funny one when you realise where the plot time is and everything like that mm-hmm. Jonathan's been to war Jonathan's a guy who's come back from war well, completely disenchanted mm-hmm. um, it's why he is quite lackadaisical in everything that he's doing that he's not too fussed he would like to stay alive but Mm -hmm. what's the point at this point very much like winston where he's just waiting for the next adventure yeah
0: and i Um, I, yeah yeah. i didn't even i forgot all about winston but he was like like there was no wasted characters in this movie as well i think like each person had played the part so um and as uh, of the time and like the place they were in there would have been that old British pilots or the British things like just uh swanning off their retirement years in uh, like an Egyptian place like that. So it did, was quite fitting, but I, I enjoyed Winston in this as well, uh, even though it was a little bit of a sad ending. The only thing, again, not to knock the movie and thing, I know we're talking about 1999 and I think with the sequels, it got progressively worse because at the time the cgi in this was quite revolutionary it changed yeah. a lot of things some for the good some for the worse i'll be honest because after the, like movies like the mummy and see a jurassic park and other type big budget action movies where they used a lot of cgi it kind of threw companies into saying we don't need the practical effects anymore we can always just use the cgi elements and this one didn't overuse it but i think it was probably one of the the leaders in saying this is what you can do with cgi and it, it was definitely,
2: definitely a landmark wasn't it hmm. and yeah. i think it led into things like um like one of the greatest movies of all time lord of the rings with the motion capture and stuff as well
0: i'll let you have that one chris will be happy you said that so don't <laughs> worry um he's probably looking after molly as we speak but don't worry <laughs> he's gonna punch me one of these days um <laughs> But yeah, um, the CGI. I think this is the first like one I noticed big that it was computer generated effects, especially things like the like the jawbone when the when Imhotep screams and, and you see him stretched out, um, and he freaks out when he sees the cat as well. That was that yeah. was like not the greatest CGI. When you watch it back now, it's you think of. Oh, if they'd used practical effects or use different elements, which probably would have cost more, it probably would stand the test of time a little bit better and a little bit stronger. Because with CGI, it is always improving, but there's certain elements or certain things that you kind of wish they used or didn't get too overcarried away with. Or is hmm. that just me because I, I like practical effects?
3: <laughs> I think, obviously, there is some stuff at its time... Yeah, if they could have done with practical, it would have been interesting to see how it would have come mm-hmm. across in practical. um But it was i think there was that thing in that late nineties, early two thousands. We kind of craved that weird CGI mm-hmm. over the top that it didn't have to be so realistic in its way. Mm-hmm. um it keeps the movie slightly lighter as well, I think if they'd have done it with practical effects it'd have been a much darker movie, so probably wouldn't yeah. have been out of class PG. No. Um, maybe wouldn't have been as much of a hit, because it mm-hmm. is quite a child friendly movie, there is mm-hmm. nothing in it that you have to, like, I've put it on for my kids and there's nothing in it where I think, let's see if we can get not to notice this scene all of it is very safe across the board mm-hmm. um the monster's just scary enough for kids enjoyable enough for adults
0: um... <laughs> it's one of those films that <laughs> I, I, every like age range can get something from it it's almost like the simpsons in a way there's jokes for the adults there's jokes for the kids is um there's i think the best way to describe it is just a lot of fun um I know when I went to Florida, I had done off the ride still there. The Mummy ride was always one of the showstoppers. It was like always one of the biggest queues to go on. Um, in essence, it was like everything that you go in, it looks amazing and like the detail and everything they do. But as a ride, it's it is basically just a roller coaster in the dark. But I'll be honest with you, it is one of the scariest rides you'll ever go on because, literally, they do have live fire above you. As you're going through one of the tunnels, and it feels so hot, and like, say, a few people actually come off with singed hair, it's that it was that freaky and that scary.
2: <laughs> do they still have when the queue is too long and people get on so the queue moves forward? Mm-hmm. Is there still people in the queue going hey, more?
4: <laughs> <laughs> they do
0: have the sound effects around the queue. Uh, they've got people in outfits dressed as like, uh, like. The people who are protecting the mummy or protecting the secret of the mummy and t- it's like they standing like being, being the uh, the cast members, so they'll jump out out of you and try and scare you at time. They did the same with skull when skull um skull island opened up in Florida. Like see, I loved waiting in the queue for skull island, but the ride was over within thirty seconds. It was probably the most disappointing thirty seconds I've had since goodwill, um, but. Uh, <laughs> But the actual rat, like waiting in the queue for Skull Island was amazing because you had all the village people, like people dressed like it's the guests. Uh, well, the, sorry, the actors. The, and... actual
3: village, like, the actual village people, mm-hmm.
0: Like, like people, was the
3: placement, the like,
0: construction worker. They had people uh Oh, no, not them village people. That would have been quite intended. In <laughs> so that's cracking out there. The Blue Oyster uh, from the Blue Oyster come from uh place academy and stuff going through that door. That might be the, the mistake I made. Um Was the Blue Oyster, wasn't it? Well, possibly. I'm trying to got uh, the Place Academy movie, that was it. Um but no, um the people like the people like with bones in the noses and stuff like standing in little like little holes. And if you walk past the hole they would pop their head out and shout at you and stuff like that. So the the data that like, they do go on, but like the ride was over within thirty seconds, it was and I waited forty minutes to go on, so I was very pissed off at that point. <laughs> but yes. But anyway, sorry, back to the mummy. Um <laughs> would you say this because you couldn't remake the mummy now like if you were going to because tom cruise tried to do it and it didn't have the same impact
3: in the words of brendan fraser if it ain't broke don't fix it yeah
0: would you do if you were going to do a follow-on or because a lot of the companies are not like like the big franchises aren't looking to do a sequel like a tv show type thing would you do it in the mummy universe and how would 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 you say it would work or how would you feel feel about that
2: uh they set it up for a sequel anyway didn't they? after the second one like well it, i don't think it was like mm-hmm. oh we're gonna do a sequel it was just like a little joke at the end where jonathan goes to mexico and he's like oh thank god there's no mummies here <laughs> meanwhile they're uh, digging up mummies in some pyramid over there
0: there's always mummies out kicking about but I, I, as we we're talking before i think if it's doing it in the same type of universe i know brennan fraser's on a bit of a comeback trail yeah, uh, I wouldn't mind seeing him come back as an older O'Connor, like to like say guide his his kid. I know they're trying to do it with the uh, the Mummy Three, but I I wouldn't. This wouldn't be a franchise I would say is is dead and could stay dead and buried. There's a lot of like leg work work that could go into it, or a lot of stuff that, as you said, answers that would need that wouldn't wouldn't that would be fun. I think if they were to
3: go back and revisit like that. Particular
0: mm-hmm.
3: series of The Money, it would be. It'd have to be something along the lines of what they've just done with Ghostbusters.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: It would be fan service to a point, but it has to be fan service that we actually want.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: So maybe allowing Art Bear to come back and see where he's been. Because mm-hmm. he, he didn't sign up for the third film. It, mm-hmm. uh, the actor's opinion was if Imitate wasn't in it, why would I be in it? Yeah. Like I make no sense in this story now. Um, those little revisits back, and it would define on
4: mm-hmm. having
3: um, Rachel Weiss to come back and actually return
4: mm-hmm.
3: back for Evie mm-hmm. I think that would be what everyone would wait for to see her and Brent Fraser back together again. Yeah, as a much older, mm-hmm. seasoned. Rick and
0: like an adventure like, um, like in the retirement home like almost like bubba hotep like elvis coming back but i have an avian there um and of just like fighting uh in the retirement home having uh the mummy come back and tip <laughs> um somebody's
3: got bruce campbell on the phone
0: <laughs> oh bruce campbell that's what we need more films with bruce campbell in as well um it's a difficult one as well because I, I as you said it is a much loved franchise even though um the third one doesn't get talked about. Like the Scorpion King is said in hushed tones. Um uh, it's <laughs> Scorpion it. King. I, love I think the Scorpion
3: the, King as a standalone movie isn't actually that bad, really. Mm-hmm. They did an okay story of what they were going for. Mm-hmm. Obviously, there's the issues with the CGI when they did the second one. Mm-hmm. That's I don't know so why. Bad. I don't know why that was the concept design. Um but but it, it was rushed.
2: Um, they finished the CGI. It got rushed, and they only managed to get it eight days before the film was premiered.
0: Wow! Well, you can kind of tell. I would say I've seen better CGI in the actual WWE wrestling games at times as well. That looked more <laughs> like The Rock. But yeah. So with like say these type of reviews that we do now, we like to do give it a top uh, out of five. Uh, Lee started the ball last week. We're giving Demolition Man five out of five. Um, I, I, you did give it five out of five didn't you is that right yep yep you stand by that still yeah yeah definitely <laughs> <laughs> let's give you time so we'll go with beth what would you give the mummy out of five
1: definitely a five because i really enjoyed it and i still do
0: so you can't pick any faults with the movie or anything that you would improve
1: no maybe just add a bit more of the mythology side mm-hmm. i think they couldn't do that with the first one would it just be in merely mm-hmm. motep? Emot- Okay. but i think a bit more mythology side yes
0: cool what about you jessica
1: well, i'm the same i think it's a
3: solid five out of five you get everything you want out of it um there's nothing really in the movie i would change i think it's very rare yeah, you get to say that as well
0: about movies as well there's nothing you would change like i say i like that though uh so I think a lot of people go looking too hard for things or for problems in movies, uh, to forget that movies are meant to be enjoyable and just like say so you take your mind off things and live that little bit of uh, fantasy. Um. So, but yes, mm-hmm. what about you, Lee? Is this going to be across the board?
4: Fives. Fives, fives, all around,
0: five, five, fives. Uh, I'll be awkward and say a five, a four point five, because it's not the Goonies. That is the only perfect movie. Shall we see it? Um, but yes. Oh, there's a cat in the background. Sorry, I've just saw the cat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah,
3: she's cruising. Oh, um bless. um a sunny field, she's now gonna go for a wander around the room. Oh bless
0: her. <laughs> See, she's protecting me for Imhotep, keeping you away from all these mummies that come and attack. We, uh, I, I... Do
3: you know
2: we yes. almost we almost didn't have Brendan Fraser for this? Ooh. Because he had to be resuscitated during the hanging scene. Right. I think he was I think he was dead for like a minute or something.
3: Okay. Yeah. He kept asking for go more realistic, go more realistic, let's <laughs> tighten it, let's tighten it, tighten it. And then it was a case of they took it too far and almost missed resuscitating because thought he was acting really well because he stayed <laughs> on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's wild though, Brendan Fraser. It's There's a missed opportunity, I think, there was with him. This mm-hmm. defined he could have been one of the biggest action stars mm-hmm. of the time. Yeah unfortunately studios looking for comedy mm-hmm. and he very quickly dipped out of this action movie mm-hmm. um since this is really the only proper action movie he ever did yeah the rest were all pretty much comedies from him mm-hmm. but he was good as an action star mm-hmm.
0: and it was a time when they were crying really out for the next big action star as well though because they were looking to replace arnie they were looking to replace Stallone. That's why they were looking at the rock as then the next thing like uh, jason Statham and come in i think President, brendan fraser would have been a different type of action movie star but one that would have worked and one that would have um i would have liked to see more i don't know there's a lot of backstory and a lot of things that went on but if you look back to like the 90s and the films that brendan fraser was in he didn't make a bad film.
3: No, he was huge at his time. He really was. He was Hollywood's main guy to come to mm-hmm. he wanted a good movie. He went to Brendan Fraser. Um, and he has. He's always had solid movies across the board. Um, so, I think it just is one of those things. He is just that lovely person that puts mm-hmm. a lot into his work. Definitely. Um,
0: and a genuine nice guy as well. And you see the the reaction he gets now, and it's it's lovely to see and the time he does have for his fans so he's one of these people that you want good things for and you kind of root for uh, and the time when hollywood and everything is bad and everything is just basically falling around people and you hear stories about your heroes being complete arseholes or bellends or monsters mm-hmm. at the scary sap- side of things but he kind of is a pillar like there's not many of them out there like i think him and keanu reeves is the two people you've got to protect at all costs. um uh, robin Williams. Danny
3: DeVito as well must be protected at all costs he's also just an absolute lovely person through and through
0: see if i ever met danny devito i want him to act like frank i know he won't ever be that guy but if he doesn't act like frank i'll be gutted
3: <laughs> i don't know whether you can see it in the background actor of a pillow of frank on the bed
0: <laughs> just make sure he doesn't shit the bed uh... <laughs> so yes any other factoids of things that you want yeah. to add not a fact but did anybody else
2: think that that was billy d De- no uh, billy zane all <laughs> these well, years
3: well, i <laughs> love this is a joke about people thinking that billy zane and wosley Andrew- are the same person <laughs> um and watching them he's like oh look it's immaterality it's, like, it's not that's billy zane <laughs> It's
2: not the same guy. <laughs> I, I thought it was Billy Zane until about maybe five or six years ago. <laughs>
3: yeah,
2: so, uh... Also, uh, how did everyone feel uh, going into the second one? um The end of Imatip's story. Did you feel sorry for him because well, gonna... the moon basically ditches him? Yeah,
3: <laughs> I was going to bring this up, and I, I actually love the ending. It breaks my heart every time, but it's a good sort of full circle. Because see, when you watch the first one, and he's pitched as the villain,
1: mm-hmm.
3: um, and then really getting that story down at the end, it's no, he wasn't. He's, he was a guy. The, look, the look, look, look in his
2: eyes when he drops into the pit of souls, or whatever it is. Oh
3: god. Is, it's the whole build of the scene. It's you know, Evie is not long since was been brought back. Mm-hmm. He's already died once, and they're both there. They're hanging, and you've got Brendan Fraser and he's screaming out of like, "Don't, don't do it. Just go, just go. Hit mm-hmm. the kids, hit Jonathan, get out." He makes that epic run across with all the CGI bikes mm-hmm. coming down and stuff. um but It's yeah, it's that look in his eye that he calls her, and she's just like, "No, nah, <laughs> no," nah. and he looks at them too, and it's this. It's heartbreak but he like he has this little smile to them of just kind of like that's what I wanted. all i wanted what yeah. You yeah. guys had that's all, I, that's all i was trying to achieve mm-hmm. um so the acceptance of just let it go now yeah accept the fit, it wasn't worth it um and i do like that she gets confidence at the end that she doesn't mm-hmm. get out of the pyramid she falls into the pit of scarabs and you're like good i'm glad you did. <laughs> <laughs> glad <laughs>
0: that's yeah, these movies the bad guys always gets the current buttons, and that's always like say the thing that good storytelling like say you always have to have people you root for always have to have people like it they can always be like a plot twist or anything but for good action or good like family friendly movies you need to have the bad guys getting what's deserved um uh, like for these type of ones so it's, it was always a good ta- tale tale all this time shall we say i go a bit a bit of a beauty and the beast aspect but i think with these movies as well like even if you go like the sequels and everything that comes out it lives and dies with the relationships with the cast with the actors and the thing that screams from the mummy like from start to finish is everyone that's on that set or everyone that's in that movie looks and feels like they are having the best time like nobody feels like they're they're doing it for a paycheck or doing it there because um they have to type thing everything that looks like that's going on it's it's done with an energy that you don't get in many movies and you can tell when actors phone it in or when the performances are just there just to just because they have to be like edward norton in the in the incredible hulk is, is one of the ones that screams out to me um you get the feeling that the people involved in these movies don't want to be a part of it but these ones that's probably why a lot of the characters did come back for the sequel as well because not many movies you get a full return of literally the, the entire cast um and i don't know if like I say there was a, a if they made it more money if if they, if they didn't they should have shall we say but yes so uh, like I say we're, we're,
3: in the second one that always bothered me that i wanted so much more context of what was going on Um, mm-hmm. when they bring in and i cannot remember what the character's name was mm-hmm.
1: Um, there's the other group that come in they're all in the red
4: mm-hmm.
1: Alan's, Alan Cummings, not Alan Cummings, Alan what's his name?
3: Quarterman
0: was it? Or?
1: It's the main one, of, one who basically gets hold of Alex and oh. takes him.
3: So well, there's an underlying story between him and bear These guys know each other. They've known each other for a long time because it's always a bit of a standoff between the two of them. You never find out what it is. Why is it these two that they clearly know each other? Mm-hmm. Something's happened before. I Always want to know. It's like why these two? What is it about them?
0: Might be in a, like it might, be st- might, of- might be stuff that was cut out or not like filmed and stuff like type thing. Um. Yeah, I, I haven't watched the Mummy 2 in a long time, so I probably will have to revisit that one to experience. But yes, um, so we'll wrap up there because I've got to do some. Painting uh, as wrap well. up. <laughs> <laughs> um, innuendo didn't even mean there, but yes, um, so yes, the Mummy is a solid action movie. It is a movie that you can go back to. Um, it's probably a movie that you would watch once a year or even more times a year if you're Lee. Um because he does get a little bit obsessive over these things. um. But yes, <laughs> so we are... That is our lunchtime special, shall we say. We are returning uh, on Friday because Goodwill is taking a week off from trekking up north. So we are doing uh, another movie review on Friday night where we're reviewing the 1990 19 classic Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles where we'll be going deep diving back into the lore. And let's be honest, since we last done a Turtles episode, we had to take that episode down it's it's about time the nerdy up north channel had a turtles episode up there so we can be proud of and and enjoy um then we'll be back on sunday and then monsters up north will be back on monday with um the monster squad i believe they are discussing um on sunday's episode we have decided on doing our favorite scares and we do have a special guest on there uh someone uh who has quite a big following on instagram so it's going to be quite interesting to see her take on uh like the horror genre as well and no doubt uh i think lee you're going to be back on uh, friday is that right yep friday yep i'll can be there I, can i get rid of you um <laughs> and no doubt jessica will be returning again soon and we'll have the lovely beth on again i think the next one i think we've got you penciled in for is the final destination one is that right yeah so you can talk about how you like to kill people and watch them die so yes um so yes so join in so if you have watched the video please like it please share please tell your friends about us please join the discord even though like say the daddy discord is here and he will brutalize you um uh, in a nice way of course but yes anything else you guys want to plug
2: um i think jake's in the chat i think he said he might be streaming on thursday possibly
0: all right okay
2: but are you i think st- he said he's going to try and entertain us somewhere through the week
0: cool are you streaming anytime this week
1: uh,
2: possibly tomorrow night just depends on work i think
0: cool what about you beth any more serial reviews coming up
1: possibly, possibly.
0: maybe, maybe. <laughs> being, being getting some special serial in there and as always the lovely jessica like if you want to check out her cosplay go to her youtube uh, not youtube uh instagram page um
3: well I... anyone's at york unleashed on sunday come say hi i will be on the sword stall Looking our awareness. Ah, very nice.
0: (laughs) So, yes, uh, so uh, same bat time, same bat channel. Stay nerdy, everyone. Bye.
2: (laughs) Bye.
0: (laughs)